Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you feel like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. And not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. LA is this place where everything is coming together. Traditionally, this industry that was based around film is now becoming film and fashion and music and arts. LA is about the trade of images and the production of images. And, you know, since the emergence of social media culture, we're all in the image trade. How do you think we can see more of this kind of cross-pollination? The VCs can look at San Francisco and say, we're not going to do that, but we're going to actually invest in companies that are really going to try and fulfill a social mission as well as a business. I think it would be game-changing. Hi, this is Imran Ahmed, founder and CEO of The Business of Fashion, and welcome to the BOF Podcast. Today, we share another conversation from BOF West, which we recently held in Los Angeles, which has been a source of some of the most innovative companies on the planet. Think Disney and Snapchat. But more recently, entrepreneurs from abroad have been choosing to move their businesses to LA, creating a really interesting convergence of technologies, ideas, and creativity. So to explore why different industries are colliding in LA, we spoke to three really talented entrepreneurs who've chosen to move themselves and their businesses there. There is Rich Pearson, the co-founder and CEO of Headspace, Damian Bradfield, president of WeTransfer, and Bettina Korek, the executive director of Freeze LA. They were in conversation with Rohan Silva, co-founder of Second Home, who is also setting up his first US outpost in Los Angeles. So here's Rohan, Bettina, Damian, and Rich at BOF West. 
I've got to admit, I'm slightly obsessed with this topic of convergence. You know, what happens when different ideas and industries collide and come together? And I could definitely blather on on this stage for the next five hours on this topic. But luckily, as Imran's saying, we have three great entrepreneurs who can uh, share their uh, thoughts and ideas on this on this important topic. And, you know, I wonder, Damien, whether we could kick off with you. Uh, uh, we transfer, you know, you build tools that help people uh, share ideas. Um, started off nominally as a technology business. Tell us a bit about how you at WeTransfer work with other industries, other disciplines, and, and why you do that. The thing that most people don't know about WeTransfer that actually is the most interesting thing is that we have an advertising model that's a full screen image in the background. If any of you use a desktop and not a mobile, I know in LA everyone's on their phone, but if you ever use a desktop still, you'll see WeTransfer this massive image in the background. Um, and most of our revenue comes from advertising. So we spend a lot of time working with the luxury goods industry and working with companies in technology from Adobe to Vimeo and Moo.com, those sort of guys. And then the most exciting part is 30% of all of our advertising we give away to support projects. So artists, photographers, musicians, um, anything really that's sort of interesting and especially in uh, the, the charitable space or projects that are around social cause, gun reform. Um, we're doing a big project at the moment about homelessness in LA. Uh, and that's the piece that's really interesting, I think, about WeTransfer and where we connect on multiple levels with everybody, really. 60 yeah. million people use, us, use our tools. Yeah. Well, I'm going to come back, especially on the sort of charity point to you, Damien. But Bettina, so Bettina runs Freeze Art Fair. LA, uh, which has just been a roaring success in the city. You know, the art world, I guess, is one where people might think, right, the art world's fairly insular at times. You know, artists hang out with artists. Tell us about some of the things you did at Freeze to open out the, the conversation and bring about that convergence. Well, my background is really convergence within the art world. I've been lucky enough to wear many hats working with um, different organizations from for and nonprofit galleries and museums to directly with artists. And Freeze was this moment where we could really experiment with how different kinds of collaborations can result in new forms of art patronage. Um, Freeze's strategic partner is Endeavor. So just with that, uh, it was so interesting to kind of see how these different cultures interacted and bringing an art fair to Hollywood um, to a city which is just really in the past 10 or 15 years become conscious of how important it is as an art destination. Um, you know, there were so many conversations and kind of sustained relationships that have been built that I think will continue to place freeze at the center of the convergence between different creative fields in LA. Mm. And, and, and you, Rich, you know, so head, Headspace, I'm sure lots of you use uh, Headspace. I did just this morning, uh, you know, leading meditation app. Uh, again, you know, started off as a technology business. Tell us about some of the ways you're trying to think in a more interdisciplinary way as you, as you grow. Well, we actually started off as, a, as an event business. So we okay. put on events in London, and my co-founder used to be a Tibetan Buddhist monk. So the convergence of 2,500 years of Tibetan Buddhism to an event, to an app, was quite a transition and I think those three worlds you wouldn't necessarily imagine kind of coming together. Um, I think the irony, the fact that we've got close to 50 million people on a phone and the phone is the thing that's causing us a lot of our 
our stress is not lost on us. But I think what's been particularly interesting is how that started to transfer into places that in, in a, a speed that we wouldn't have expected. So we're in now the four largest school districts in the US. We make it freely available for, for teachers. Uh, and we're actually now starting to become part of the healthcare system. So if you think by 2030, mental health care costs are going to exceed uh, diabetes, respiratory illness, and cancer combined, you cannot train enough human beings to be able to serve that need. So I think we're going to have to come up with uh, ways that technology can help scale that. And it's these worlds that are coming together that wouldn't traditionally, you know, monk healthcare technology. And I think for me and for Andy and the team, that's a really interesting kind of place to be. And, and, and as you're evolving and being more and more open to, you know, other fields like healthcare, what does that mean for your team? Are you having to kind of push yourself to recruit people from different worlds? How, what does it mean in practice for you? Well, I'd say that the team at Headspace is, is very multidisciplinary. We've got, so Dr. Megan Jones-Bell, our chief science officer, she runs all of our science um, research work as well as Headspace Healthcare, which is a completely separate subsidiary. And she's built a team of um, uh, behavioral scientists for on the product side. Um, we've got um, economists that are working purely on if you use Headspace, uh, what is the ROI for the healthcare cost? Like, can you actually reduce healthcare costs by using that product? Plus brilliant creatives, technologists. So we've had to put a very um, diverse set of talents from all over the world. And we hire from all over the world. They come to LA and we, we, we look all over the world for talent. Uh, that brings challenges because they think about the problem in a very different way. And the tension, I think, is what gives it its creativity and what makes it great. But there is tension, and uh, and I think that's where the magic is. But it's a hard thing to navigate for folks. Yeah, I, I, I'm interested. Um, Imran, at the opening, uh, you know, talked about this magic that's happening in LA, which you're all very much part of and, and driving. Yeah, you know, Patina, you weren't born in LA, but you're certainly bred in the city. What what do you think is going on right now um, on this sort of theme of convergence? Why now? Why is this conversation maybe so relevant at this moment? Well, LA has always been where people come to reimagine themselves and reinvent themselves. Um, Mike Davis, who wrote one of the greatest books about LA, says it's a city that's infinitely envisioned. And I think it's that combination of um, the stereotype of the Wild West still being very true, that anything can happen here. I, was, I saw Doug Aiken yesterday, and he brought up this point that um, cities are usually emerge around trade routes. And... LA is about the trade of images and the production of images. And, you know, since the emergence of social media culture, we're all in the image trade. And I mm. think that that is part of why so many um, different industries and creatives are coming here and really cross-pollinating in ways that aren't happening in other cities. Yeah, really interesting. I mean, as you can probably tell from Damien's accent, well, and mine and Rich's, uh, we weren't certainly not born, born in LA. But Damien, what, what's your perspective on sort of convergence in this city? Why, you know, why, why, is your, why are you here? I fucking uh, love LA. <laughs> <laughs> who doesn't love LA? It's who doesn't love LA? Um, and what, what do you think is, is so conducive here to this type of, this type of convergence? So look, I mean, even this is a crappy day in LA. 
I mean, if you come from where I come from, this is the best day of the year. Yeah, this is <laughs> serious beach Let's start weather. With something very basic. Yeah. Then you've got, I don't know, ninety-six billion dollars of film being commissioned in this city this year between Apple, Netflix, Hulu, HBO, everybody else. I mean, the creative drive that's coming from London, from New York, from Paris that used to be very transient is now setting up and setting down roots in this city. The opportunity here is ridiculous. I mean, if you go to New York, you can't find a building. You know, for less than you know, fifty fifty dollars a square foot, where it isn't already on the twentieth floor. I mean, with the exception of this area, most of LA is not even beyond two stories. So the opportunity in this city to to build, to actually expand, and to go upwards and outwards is is phenomenal. And I think people are beginning to recognize that San Francisco is ridiculously expensive and vacuous. New York <laughs> is unbelievably expensive and perhaps just overpopulated. And LA is this place where everything is coming together. And traditionally, this industry that was based around film is now becoming film and fashion and music and arts. I mean, Freeze is a prime example of you know what what's really coming this way that they've talked about for a long time, but hasn't necessarily been here. And and as part of the sort of tech community, there was talk of Silicon Beach. I don't think Silicon Beach is really there, but there's somewhere between you know Venice, Santa Monica, Culver City that's just sprawling throughout this city. And, and luckily, it's, it's blending itself into all those different pockets. Mm. And that's what makes LA exciting, that it isn't just that little hub where you get everybody looking and dressing the same. It's all sort of mashed up. And we're in the West, so I guess that's different. But generally, it's a bit of a mashup. And look, I, I don't want this just to be a sort of come by our session, because you know, the <laughs> fact is, you know, the truth is that uh, convergence, this cross-pollination between fields, is so conducive to innovation, and yet it actually doesn't happen as often as you'd like. You know, you're all great exemplars of it in your organisations. But Rich, I wonder, I wonder what you think some of the, the barriers are to this this way of working. You know, what have you found difficult, genuinely, about this interdisciplinary approach? I think it's just really. I think people get very used to working in a certain way, and I think the problem is when you put disparate skill sets together, you actually have to come up with new ways of working, and I think people come from certain companies with a certain way of doing things and they just and they've been successful doing that so they want to imprint it so i kind of the really hard thing is finding what are the the cultural values that are important that you're not willing to kind of give up on mm. and then be more flexible around the systems that you that you use to create right. and i don't think we've always got that right it's really hard yeah and, and i think you your natural inclination is actually to lean out of it because it's hard and it's messy um, but I don't think that you come up, I just, I've never been involved in a great creative project where you're really proud of the result and it hasn't been really messy and really difficult. Right. And I think that there is an, ex I think that's an unusual, uh, acceptance for folks. I'm, I don't think that people want to accept that, that yes. part of the process. And so I think that's why people shy away from it and they, they naturally go with what they feel comfortable with. Um, and I think it's just like human nature. Yeah. Right. I mean, Bettina, you must encounter this a lot at, at, at Freeze and at For Your Art. You know, you're working with artists, but also helping them interact with business and other worlds. There must be times when actually these two viewpoints don't always mesh together as well as how do you navigate that? How do you get through that? I think it, you know, your point about the flexibility of systems is something I think a lot about um, working with organizations like the Getty and trying to um, you know, have empathy about how they're used to working and 
try to kind of frame things in their language. I find that businesses in different industries are often talking about the same thing, but it comes down to how they frame that. And, and in the art world, we really value process and embrace it. And um, that that's what that messiness is. And I think when we go into projects, part of it is also being candid about what it means to work with an artist and how that's different. Mm. Life is full of what ifs, some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs, no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Have you ever owned something that inspired you to up your game? For me, I got a chef-grade range recently, and now I'm cooking new things every single night. Seriously, no cuisine is off-limits. The point is, when we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. I can picture myself with a car full of groceries, cruising down the highway, soaking up the sun with the available dynamic sky panorama glass roof. Ah, pure bliss. Live up to the all-new Lexus GX, luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you feel like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. And not just any experts, specialised experts. Real people who love this stuff, with real, hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Damien, have there been any, for you, you know, working with artists and so on, I'm interested, what have you found difficult? You know, have there been times when you've thought, sod this, you know, it's just too hard. It's not worth, it's yeah, not this worth morning. it this morning. Yeah, before I got on stage. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> but, you know, um, it can't always be, it can't always be easy. 
No, but I think the um, uh, maybe it's partly sadistic, but the hard ones are the best ones. You know, there's a few artists that we worked with that we knew going into the relationship was going to be really tough. Um, and I think uh, they're, they're generally the best ones, right? They're the ones you have to work hardest for because those artists are protecting something that they hold very dear to themselves. When you, I think it'd be the same in, and we don't work in fine art, but I think it's the same in fine art. When something is given up too easily, it's just not that much, there isn't that much value in it. And we've worked with, uh, in the last two years, with Bjork and with uh, FK Twigs. And both of them, you know, are not the easiest people in the world, but the reward is huge. Mm. But the process is hard. But I, I, don't, I don't know it should be any different. I don't know there's a way right. around that. Would you tell us all a bit about, say, the collaboration with Bjork? I, really, really exciting. So we, I mean, Prince, in 2015, shared an album from Judith Hill on We Transfer. And he, he basically went to Live Nation and said, I, wanted to, I want to promote an artist and I want to send it out in the world. And Live Nation went, nah. So he just created a short link on WeTransfer and sent it out on Twitter and, and basically built up the career of Judith Hill at that time. Um, and Prince, you know, was at the forefront of so many things. But he basically created this sort of vehicle for us that got us into music and, um, you know, into a space that we weren't really that familiar with. We'd done a lot of design and a lot of creativity, but music was relatively new. But we did it really because we, you know, we had someone like Prince and Moby and Azealia Banks naturally sharing work through our platform. And this takes me to a place which is all about trust. And I think the, the fact that our service doesn't really collect any data and we don't really retarget anybody and we don't have a sign up and we do all these things that a lot of tech companies don't do, it enables a huge amount of trust on, on, on our service. And it meant that an open, a relationship with Bjork was relatively easy to do, which it isn't for a lot of companies. Mm. Um, and, you know, we, we, we made a film with her and Jesse Kanda, and uh, it was promoted on We Present, which is our lo long-form storytelling platform. And again, you know, someone like Bjork has is, is, is still got so much kudos, and she represents so much more than music. I mean, why we say that there's like Bjork, FK Twigs, uh, people like David Bowie, you know, they weren't musicians, they were artists. And the work that they were doing was so much bigger than just music that it's a, it's a gift that mm. we get to work with them. It's so, so given that we're all, um, it's amazing, right? given, given that you know, all of you are, are passionate about this idea of convergence, I wonder what you think um, we, cities like LA could be doing to help drive this agenda forward, remove some of the barriers and, and make it easier. You know, LA is in lots of ways still a very segregated city and so on. Bettina, you know, what, what, what do you think could change in this, say in this city? Well, I think Damien brought up an interesting point inadvertently about the verticality of New York. LA is relatively horizontal. And I think this resistance to hierarchy between disciplines is a really important, also part of why people come together here more in different ways. Um, that opportunity for sustained relationships, I think one-offs between disciplines don't necessarily work. And it's the things that happen organically um, out of relationships that emerge, like working at places like Second Home, which will be, you know, an indoor outdoor architectural oasis filled with thousands of trees and you know those are the kinds of places that are so unique to Los Angeles so it's a combination i think of 
um, embracing the character of the city as this place where anything can happen. And, you know, certainly on a civic level, the general consciousness about how important creativity is as an asset continues to grow. Uh, the Otis report on the creative economy looks at the contributions of film, fashion, art um, to the to the state economy. And so that's already happening. But, you know, my point of view is it's finding real organic synergies between different kinds of organizations and focusing on cultivating those. Yeah. Rich, what, what, what's your take? What, uh, you know, what do you think we could be doing, you know, as a, as a group, amazing, you know, leaders, you know, all around us? Uh, if, if, if we want to see more of this kind of convergence in the world, yeah. more industries coming together and interacting and so on, more perspectives, what, what, what kind of things should we be doing? I think it's going to happen naturally. I don't think that businesses are going to be able to survive unless they work together. I just, I think the days of we're over here on our own playing by ourselves and not bringing other people in, I think you'll die as a business. So I think naturally it will, it will happen. And I just think that the younger generations that are coming through, they naturally work like that. They've right. been brought up in a way where they share everything and they work on everything together. They create together. So I, I just think you can't get away from it. It's, it's an inevitability. I think in LA, if you could fix the traffic problem, it'd be a massive thing. So I do think autonomous vehicles will make a big difference. I do think in London, like this is the, that's the most exciting thing for me is when LA doesn't have traffic. Because... Yeah. I think in London, New York, there's more natural places to like bump into people yeah. to, to go and meet. And it just takes a lot of effort here to go to another part of town. And I think that's part of the reason why people stay in their areas, which, you know, it has, that has a lot of disadvantages. And yeah. I don't think that helps creativity or collaboration at all. So it's like a very practical one. But no, no, it's true. Second home, we're, we're going to be in East Hollywood precisely because we hope it's somewhere that different disciplines and sort of tribes can converge but it's really hard to find somewhere in the city that yeah. i mean what, what's your take on this uh damien you know how, how how do you think we can see more of this kind of cross-pollination in the world what if, if you know if you're running an organization you're on, you're you're a ceo or you're running a department as i'm sure everyone in this audience in different ways is is is, is running something um how should we act differently in our in our organizations to be to be open to this and so I think public transport is, is huge. But the second thing that I think as a tech company is we should look at San Francisco and just say, we're not going to fucking do that. Yeah. <laughs> so if, if we just look there and then basically do the opposite, right. I think we'll be all good. <laughs> and what does, the, what does the opposite mean? Whew. Where do we start? So culture investments in you know in, in art in museums in gallery in cultural spaces and in spaces where people can actually you know get together and share work that isn't just for the super elite um you know making sure that i mean la is so diverse that you know you don't just have a panel of people like me but there's a very mixed panel of people talking and and sharing their feedback and opinions i think is super important um I think there needs to be a certain amount of investment, you know, and that investment needs to come not from the traditional, you know, roots of just investing and making sure you're going to get a return in three or five years. But, you know, there's, there are companies like the Amidion Network that are investing in, in, in two strands. One is in financial return and one is on, you know, social return. And I think if, if companies and investment, the VCs can look at San Francisco and say, we're not going to do that, but we're going to actually invest in 
companies that are really going to try and fulfill a social mission as mm. well as a business. I do believe in profit for purpose, but you know, a social mission, I think it would be game changing. But I really do mean it, just to just don't do what San Francisco did. Right. Um, Bettina, you know, one of the things you know, we, we really think a lot about second home is convergence, not just between different industries, but also you know, the for-profit sector and the not-for-profit sector and government and, and business and so on. Uh, you know, it, it frees, I know that's also a line that you're sort of straddling. Why do you think, again, that's quite a fertile domain between those, between those sectors? Well... You know, Freeze is an art fair. The heart of the event is in Los Angeles, 70 galleries from around the world come together at Paramount Studios. But my personal passion for it, and I think what we already saw in this first year, was what the potential of Freeze Week had to create energy and an access point for people all over the city to go to galleries, to go to museums. Um, so it is about how art events can be a catalyst for energy mm. and people coming together and getting out of there. You know, to your point, I've, I've had, a, you know, I've, I've lived here almost all of my life and there were people that I tried to get to go to museums. They'd be like, is LACMA the one downtown or is that near the tar pits? Yeah. You know, freeze happened and they were coming out of the woodwork. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think embracing again, like we live in this culture where urgency and events kind of bring a different dimension. And, right. and it's how can you leverage that energy to have an impact beyond what's happening in the center? Yeah, that's such a great point. Rich, you know, the, um, uh, I'd be really interested in all of your takes, actually, starting with you on, you know, who should we be looking at? So obviously there's Headspace and Freeze and, and, uh, and, and uh, we transfer, But who do you really admire in this domain of interdisciplinary of convergence who should we all be looking at googling um this yeah. evening and so on and looking up well it might be an obvious one but i just think the way that the bill and melinda gates foundation have attacked some of the world's biggest problems using the best of philanthropy the best of business the best of science the best of government i think they've done some incredible work mm. um especially around malaria yeah and the way that they've really focused in on how do we solve that problem? So saying we get, we're only going to work on things that cost less than $100 per person. Like they could spend their money anywhere, but they're going, it, we, unless we can solve a problem around that, we're not going to do it. Right. And the simple act of malaria nets, and I don't know if you saw recently, we are going to potentially live in a world where malaria is not going to exist. Yeah, it's brilliant. And so I think that that is the perfect example of applying a different process and approach to a very big problem for everyone coming together. They haven't been able to do that with just money. They've had to have governments and healthcare systems and scientists come together to solve that. And for me, they're just, yeah, I just think that they're, they're doing incredible work. Brilliant. Bettina, who, who, who do you really sort of admire in, in this uh, domain of conversation? For me, it's Hans Ulrich Obrist, who is a curator based in London, but he's kind of a human Facebook. He <laughs> thrives on bringing people from different fields together. Um, the arts, philosophy, literature, science, economics, based on their common interests. And he I introduced us, in fact. He introduced <laughs> us. Um, you know, he followed a curator who wrote in the early 20th century that to understand the, the forces at work in art, you have to understand what's happening outside of it. And I think that's really the future. Yeah. 
He's an amazing guy. He talks a lot about junction making, which is another way of talking about convergence. The way he drives a lot of that is he calls you up at three in the morning and says, it's urgent. You'll talk to my friend Bettina. And that's, that's how this convergence happens. Damien, how about you? You've, you mentioned Bowie and FK Twigs and, and Bjork as sort of emblematic of convergence. Who else, who else should we be looking up and looking up to? So I'm going to answer your question differently. I th I'll tell you the companies you shouldn't be looking at. Okay. <laughs> Amazon. Facebook, Google. I think any company basically that's got, you know, individuals running those companies that have got two classes of shares and are, you know, personally worth $98 billion, something like that. I think we should be really questioning what we're doing with them and whether we want to see them succeed in the future and encouraging them to do something with that wealth. I think, um, you know, <laughs> there are plenty of companies here. <laughs> Yeah, there are, there are loads of companies we can get inspiration from, but in order for that inspiration to actually become something, that money needs to be distributed. And I think it's going to be down to you guys to force those companies to do something about it and distribute some of that wealth and put it back into the, the marketplace and actually do some good. Put it into a fucking museum. Give it, give it to Freeze. Do some, something decent with it. All right. Well, on that bombshell, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I uh, thank you so much for, for being here. Huge thank you to BOF. This topic of convergence, I think, is, is so symbolic of LA in this moment. And it's really exciting to be here with Rich and Bettina and Damien. So please give them a big, big round of applause. If you enjoyed this conversation, you might be interested in BOF Professional, our global membership community from the business of fashion. BOF Professional members receive unlimited access to all of our articles, daily members-only analysis, the BOF Professional iPhone app, biannual print issues, and all of our online education courses as part of your membership. For a limited time only, we are offering BOF Podcast listeners an exclusive discount on an annual BOF Professional membership. To get 25% off of your first year, click on the link in the episode notes, select the annual package, and enter the special invitation code PODCAST2019 at the checkout. We hope you enjoy it, and don't forget to tell your friends. You know that's the sound of another sale on your online Shopify store. But did you know Shopify powers selling in person, too? That's right. Shopify is the sound of selling everywhere, online, in-store, on social media, and beyond. <coughs> Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash BOF, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash BOF to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash BOF. Have you ever owned something that inspired you to up your game? For me, I got a chef grade range recently and now I'm cooking new things every single night. Seriously, no cuisine is off limits. 
the point is when we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. It's advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. I can picture myself with a car full of groceries, cruising down the highway, soaking up the sun with the available dynamic sky panorama glass roof. Ah, pure bliss. Live up to the all-new Lexus GX, luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.